Are you listening to the award-winning CBJRadio.com yet? Shows range from hip-hop to rock to theme shows to all-independent artist shows to hair rock to a Friday night request show. And don't forget about retro Saturday nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello, friends. How you doing? As you know, I work in IT at the University of Wyoming, and I primarily work on fixing classrooms. And the fall semester started this week. I am living the life of fixed classrooms, eat, sleep, repeat. Now, a lot of the fixes are simple, but I'm putting about 12,000 steps a day in. That's a, that's a whole lot of steps for my job. Things should slow down next week, but I'm a little bit in awe how really, really, really smart instructors are not so smart at using technology. Now, I know I've been working with technology most of my career, uh, but turning on computers and TV screens is not a hard task to perform. I could go on, but I'd better shut up because I don't want to get in trouble with the university. But folks, if you catch me in person, I have stories to tell. Now, today's guest is Frank Jeffries. And we talk about everything from sports to playing sports to pro wrestling and how his narcolepsy disability has affected his life in so many ways. Let's get to the interview. Born in Torrington, Wyoming. Okay. And year 1974. Yes. Yes. Raised in Guernsey, Wyoming. So is your, I mean, was that the closest hospital? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't think Wheatland was really up and running at that point. More like probably didn't trust the doctors enough. So okay. was the option. Are your, are your, is your family, your parents, grandparents, like native Guernseyans? I don't know what they are there. Yeah. Oh, so on my mom's side, that's our the Latino side. Okay. We got, oh, probably another two generations before my mom. Oh, wow. That was, uh, they were part of the immigrants that came over. And have you ever heard of Sunrise Hartville? Hartville Sunrise? Uh, yeah, I've heard of Sunrise, but okay. yeah. There's a mine up there. Um, yeah. And that's where they set up shop. And yeah, they were part of that whole establishment. Sunrise, and then in the late 70s, the mine started shutting down. Uh, my mom's family moved to Guernsey at that point. So, huh? yeah. so for the, the listeners at home and that don't understand small town Wyoming, <laughs> how big is the population of oh, Guernsey, Wyoming? It's huge. It's huge. I, I think, <laughs> oh, 
So my graduating class, one of the biggest ever, was 35. That is big. That is big for a town that size. <laughs> here's the crazy thing. So um, 35, and I think there were like five girls in that class. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. So sucks. a bunch of dudes, but hey, we're good at sports. That's there you go. There you go. Um, so, how, I mean, like, how'd your your parents meet? I mean, Jersey's not like yeah. on the on the path. <laughs> yeah, it's out there. Um. All right. So, how did mom and dad meet? Uh, so, my mother was a police officer. Oh wow! Not yep. Wow. Um, had me as a little toddler. My real father was who knows, you know. Okay. Man, that one, that one. Who I call dad, Dan yeah. Jones. Um, his family's from Nebraska. Ah, that makes like, sense now. Hence the roots. Yep, the Jeff. Wayne in Nebraska had everybody. Wayne yeah. Nebraska. Hey, hey, but <laughs> I'm sipping. I'm sipping out of my. There you go. He pulls out the uh, the proud UW yep. Yeti there. Yep. Well, my house is half and half because my girlfriend's from Nebraska, big old Husker fan. Right. So. Maybe ten. Yeah. Well, so um, they met in Guernsey. She was copping. Um, oh, what year was that? Probably like seventy-eight, somewhere in okay. there. So you really knew him as dad, like you didn't? Yeah. 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 It was about five, six when he came into the picture, and and. Um, yeah, we set up shop there. He built a built us a house. And, oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, in your in your family, is it just you? You got siblings? I do have siblings. Yeah. Um. So, starting with my immediate brother. So I have Zach, who I think you've met Zach before once or twice. Maybe with us. Um, yeah. He is oh, two years younger than me, but we have the same dad. Okay. All right. And then with my mom and dad, I have my next brother, Jesse. He's um, three years behind. And then my younger sister, Bonnie Jeffries, or Bonnie Tiller now. Okay. Um, she is six years behind me. So, so you're the big brother. You're the trendsetter. I was. I yeah. was. But what, what I can't say about that. So I was up until about seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. And then um, like my happenstance. And I probably have talked to Janae Jackson. Oh, yeah. Our life. Yeah. And not that he lived with us, but he was like kind of more of the big brother at that point okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah. okay but but I, I mean yeah uh still one of the older siblings yeah, so, yeah. yeah i mean definitely and uh so did you feel like you did your siblings all you know at least your brothers were they just they just want to do what frank was doing um where you're like, welcome along, or you're like, hey, beat it, nerd. Like, <laughs> well, 
for the most part, when we were young, I didn't have any other choice, but I had to drag my little brother around. So there you go. it was like, you know, cracked the dawn in the summer, waking up and we were like, we'd walk like five miles to go fishing along the river. Oh. We'd be on all day. And I knew we had to be back before sunset. I'd be running. He'd be like a mile back running, screaming oh. at me. <laughs> but once he got to that point where he could, you know, he had friends and whatnot, uh, kind of went our own ways. Sort of. uh, yeah, I understand that. I grew up in Oregon. We had an acre of land behind us plus another acre of green land that you can build on. So it's actually a forest because it's Oregon. And a creek ran through of it. And it was they, like people had those memes that say when the street lights came on, you had to go home. Like I could see our porch light and my mom would turn on the porch light and I'd be like, it's time to go home. Like I can't you'd be getting dark and I'd be keeping an eye unless I was at a friend's house and called. I was time to go home. But yeah, it was those days in Oregon too. It rained. So like you'd be like, oh my God, no rain. Like I'm not coming back ever. Right. Like <laughs> I'll be outside for a while. And, uh, and then, but yeah, then you have like the household of kids. If we meet at somebody's house, parents are usually like, no, you guys got to go. They're all right. My kids are enough, but I'm not asking for seven other kids at our house. Be outside, be outside. And you never want to hear your parents ever say, oh, I'll find you something to do. You're going to hate. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go. Bye mom. <laughs> I'd go. And so, yeah, it, it, we're of a generation where, you know, we were, I don't know, free range parenting. It was, right. I don't know what it was called. I mean, that's what they called it, but also like, um, we could, I, my parents were divorced. And so it was like, my mom was working a lot or whatever. And my older sister was around and it was kind of like, my mom's like, I don't have time to worry about you guys' nonsense. Just don't do anything really dumb to like make me leave the job. Right. That's all it was kind of like how it was. Don't make me do, make you have to leave the job. And I understood that and everything. And so it was a lot of my sister and I, I she's six years older than me and uh, hanging out. And I would always, yeah, go where her friends were going or whatever. Eventually when I, yeah, I understand like your younger brothers, when it eventually happens, you're like, I got my own friends. And I'm going to go hang with them. But some of our, like, our friends, siblings were friends. And and so it worked out that way, too. But, yeah, my older sister definitely influenced, like, music, what sports I got into, a lot of stuff and everything. Fashion. I remember because my, my stepdad wasn't the scene yet. And so, like, they would dress me up for, like, school pictures and stuff and buy clothing. And it, it was so far ahead of what, like, a sixth grader should be wearing. Yeah. Like, okay. It was funny. I look back at those pictures and I'm like, yeah, that's totally their influence. Awesome. Like spiking my hair. Nobody really spiked their hair yet. I was one of the first because <laughs> they liked it on some actor. And it was like, yeah. well, here's a male we can try it out on. And then spike my hair, pop collars. Oh, it was crazy. Nut and, hairspray. Uh, yeah. Nut hairspray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. My older sister. And then, but then after eventually, like, I wanted to blaze my own trail and be a different person because she was an excellent student and an excellent athlete. And every time I'd get teachers and, and coaches and they'd be like, Oh, you're rude. She was the original <laughs> rude little brother. And right. I was like, I'm my own person. Like, and they're like, Oh, your sister doing do it that way. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing it that way. 
first of all, I'm left-handed. So it's a whole different world. <laughs> and I'm a dude. Like, so yes, she was the original rude. And she always tell me that to the day. She's like, I was the original rude. And I go, but I made it famous. And so DJ. I'm the t-shirt. Yeah, the t-shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. I made it famous. And not from the, the Oregon nickname. It was when I got it in Wyoming that it really took took shape from playing sports people can't say the last name so like you're rude now and i'm like it works for me yeah and so as a kid growing up what, what, what were you into you'd go fishing were you reading a lot of books were you um oh yeah you know uh it's funny you say that so i spent a lot of time grounding i would just get in trouble all the time. Uh, yeah that happens ground the house um i, I know i just like we were just talking about um well uh lord of the rings oh yeah but i, I want to say it was like third or fourth grade i read that series just i couldn't stop you know yeah up. I was um, well for the most part though it was sports you know all right yeah sports and my dad being a basketball coach ah. um after school would get out I just go straight to practice with him. So I, I was that kid though. So yeah. as going, oh, you're going to be good. Can't wait to see you play. You know, okay, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I was the spoiled little brat that was in the gym dribbling when, you know, dad's coaching out there and he'd have to yell at me, stop dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was a pretty good basketball player in high school and he uh, was a third grade teacher and he had keys to the gym at his school so when sometimes i would go visit him i thought i was just you know seeing him on a visit we'd go practice yeah. and so i'd be shooting from the elbow and i think it, it turns out i was better at football than i was basketball uh i didn't have the killer instinct of basketball i was playing basketball with my dad like i never I like, I like playing basketball. I just wasn't super competitive at it. So like losing a game didn't mean a lot to me. So I sh probably shouldn't have played it competitively. And uh, I mean, I always have had fun playing it, but I remember those practices and I was like, are my, and looking back, I'm like, I thought I was on a visit. Like I thought I was hanging out with my dad. Next thing I know I'm shooting uh right hand layups and I'm left-handed like, right. and, and sometimes he'd be like, all right, football, then you're a pretty, you're a pretty good soccer player. Let's kick some field goals. And I was okay with that, but then you put the pads on, and like, and then I'm I'm like built like a lineman. I'm like, this looks weird. Yeah, this feels weird. This looks it feels weird. It looks weird for a dude like me to be kicking field goals. <laughs> I was just like, Janikowski was not a thing yet, and so I was like, I I, I understood. He's like, oh, let's try it out. But that was his way to connect with me with sports, and yeah. so I understand that. And you're 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 predisposed to it by your dad being a coach and was yeah. just like, well, you're going to spend time with me while a coach is probably going to rub off on you. Yeah. And you probably, did you go out and play like soccer? Or were you always like shooting baskets and uh, no, didn't play soccer. So Guernsey, of course, really uh, didn't have a lot of choice. Um, gotcha. And especially young. I mean, we played football at recess. We played basketball uh, at recess. But there were no leagues. Okay. When we were little. Um, the only thing we had when we were little was uh, like uh, baseball. Yeah. I didn't mind baseball, but it took it took me away from fishing. 
So I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So I, I would play it every once in a while, and it, it just didn't appease me, I guess. Yeah. We had, in, well, I Oregon grew up, we had, I didn't play baseball because I couldn't hit the ball at first. And I was like, well, screw this game. I'm better at soccer. <laughs> and uh, I didn't play it during the summers or anything like that. Uh, played soccer, was reasonable, had, had a good leg, could kick far, uh, still big kids. So they either put me in goalie or forward because I could just mow down a, a goalie with a kick. And uh, I was like, I'm quitting soccer so I can watch Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> and I did it. I ended up wrestling. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I forgot about wrestling. Yeah. And, I wrestled through elementary school too. Yeah. And um, I, I wrestled for three years. I respect all the wrestlers that ever did it. It just wasn't my thing. Um, it, I don't know. I After a while, I was like, I want to be skiing. So I was on the ski team in high school. Yeah. And, I mean, I grew up skiing in Oregon. I was reasonable, but I wasn't like as good as our best guys and girls because they were skiing year round i was playing football sure. like i did it for an extra sport but i was like i'm gonna we're live in wyoming we don't need to be in a sweaty gym like right now let's go ski yeah. and so uh but yeah i can't i mean speaking of you want your summers back you want to fish and if you're doing sports you can't do that and so i was like i want to watch cartoons but no i'm gonna wrestle i must have had a friend that talked me into wrestling because I like pro wrestling. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. And I knew it was nothing like that, of course. But I was like, I don't know. I guess it was the next thing to do. I should have stuck with soccer. Like, that was not bad. Do you still watch pro wrestling? Hell yeah. Do you? Dude, I, I, so I can't quite get into it with my girls, you know. At yeah. They're just like, what is this? But I used to watch it, especially with, um, oh, back in the Oh, NWO, DX. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All those guys rock. DX is basically running WWE right now. Wow. Vince retired because he, well, there's some behind the scenes stuff. And so Triple H, who's married to Vince's daughter, yep. is kind of running things. And Definitely. like, yeah. And Stephanie, yeah, Stephanie McMahon. Sean McMichaels is like the vice president of talent now. Like, it's interesting because they are like they went from like making fun of the man to being the man right and uh awesome. yeah and so and i like road dog is working with them and um who else billy gunn he's on another another organization he he still looks the same but he's like 50 something he's just jacked like but like it, it's interesting to know that those guys are running it and they were running this other part of the a wwe called nxt which is developmental okay and i started watching it and i was like this is pretty good and the more i watched it and then figured out it was triple h and Shawn michaels who were like basically calling the shots i was like no wonder why i like it like nice. they're <laughs> right down my alley so it's nice to see it. like i'm happy to see that that triple h and sean are running things now and you can tell in the product like it's been pretty good the last couple of raws and stuff so yeah yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, stay trying true because my stepsister, and she used to deny us for a while. Now she relishes in it. We would I would go to my uh, dad's house, and Saturday nights they had Portland wrestling. Okay, and it was it was like small town, not small, town, but like not the product that WWF was then. And we'd watch it, 
and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I'd never watched like WWF at the time. Yeah. And I'm watching my first like WWF fang on TV announced WWE. And I was like, what the hell? This is so uh, much better it, than Portland wrestling. Was it USA wrestling? Um, like British Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, those guys. I mean, it was there's so much territories going on back then. Yeah, like yeah, there's probably USA or um there was AWA and NWA and WWE and South Atlantic wrestling. And there was a lot of different territories uh back then. So we're depending on where you lived, um, you could catch some weird offshoot of it. Cause I when I moved to Wyoming, um I started watching WCW, which was NWA, because um, in Oregon, we didn't have cable for very long before we moved, because we lived like kind of on a country road. And uh, when I moved to Laramie, I was like flipping through the channels and saw like WCW. And I was like, well, early days of WCW, I was like, this is different. I and saw Sting wrestle, and I became like a Sting, huge Sting fan from there on out. And uh but it's weird because like sometimes as a wrestling fan, you don't know any other wrestling fans. So you live in a world. Sure. But now, I, I mean, Jeff Rickett, he Rickett. runs the station yeah. with me, what runs the uh, cbjradio.com. Uh, <laughs> ah. we, we talk wrestling like all the time and through Messenger, like almost every night. Like, And we both get uh, wrestle crates which yeah. are like the boxes they send you and it's like two shirts. yeah it's pretty cool and uh i'm i i'm only doing it for six months because it's like two shirts a time and i was like i don't have room for 12 more wrestling shirts <laughs> like I, I gotta start like honing them down so but there's a few i was like i'll probably never wear this one like uh i got an owen one that's pretty sweet that i was like i doubt i'll wear it it's pretty sweet with the money though yeah. Oh, what's that? Where's money? Oh, yeah. So far, yeah, definitely. And they autographed an autographed picture of everyone. And I have like this autograph wall in my garage. And so I just stick autographs up there. And it's some I've gotten, some I've emailed the celebrity and they send them to me. And uh yeah, interesting stuff that I do. Oh, sorry. Just yeah. talk about you. Oh, and yeah, you no, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you started reading a lot. You read Lord of the Rings or reading books because you were grounded. It's probably the only thing that you <laughs> I had. The encyclopedia one summer. Wow. See, that did that did that lead into like excelling academically? Yeah. No? no, no. Little thing called narcolepsy, man. Oh, yes, folks. Yeah. Type one. Because reading puts like the average person to sleep sometimes, not let alone having narcolepsy. Right. That could be rough. That could be yeah. rough. Yeah. We didn't, you know, we didn't know um, until like 93 when I left, like graduated and I went oh, out wow. to California to play, um, go to college out there. My aunt's like, something's wrong, you know, yeah. we're going to take you to a doctor. And yeah, they, uh, it was fairly new even then. Yeah. And when they got the results, I, I came back to Wyoming. There was not a doctor in Wyoming that could really read the results. So I had to go to Denver to have the results actually wow. read to me. But yeah, pretty crazy. I, I can remember second grade even. I just, the teacher, I just could not stay awake for whatever. And she would just hound on me, dude. 
Yeah, it just so. Yeah, school didn't really pan out, but okay. uh, right. you know, originally, I mean, I, I did enough to always be eligible and same and keep moving on. But yeah, it was. Uh, I love to read. That was my kind of just my little hobby when I was in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I looking back, I feel I was like I should be, I should have been pushed more in education. I don't mean to not come my because my dad's. A teacher my stepmom's teacher my stepdad's teacher uh but both they all worked in education and i was like i had average grades i was like but i talked to people they're in the same situation and they're like oh no it was it was expected but i think i got a break because i'm left-handed and i didn't know any other left-handed people so now i was learning how to write they were moving on to like how to spell and then cursive and i'm like hold the phone we got I'm still on this crazy beat here yeah <laughs> we gotta get back and i before e i don't what i don't even know how to write an i right now so yeah there was a there was it was slow on that aspect looking back and uh and so they're like well he's just not as advanced but like the other subjects that i was good at but it was just that english part of it the writing and stuff i love computers now because yep. they stay my butt and they spell check me and oh they're the oh, best thing ever. And I've misspelled I didn't say with your phone, like it'll spell check for you. And I was like, I've misspelled so many the same word so many times that I now know how to spell it correctly without right. having to look it up. So that stuff is definitely I've I've actually, you know, probably climbed a few grades uh from when I left high school where my <laughs> where my writing was at and uh spelling. I, I'm I'm Totally the same way. And, and I fall victim to it. I'll, I'll be um, sitting here with my daughters and I, I make them do the dictionary. Go get the dictionary. And I'm like, well, how do you spell this word? I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Pick it up real quick. Come out. This is how you spell it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm always shocked that someone's like, hey, how do you spell this? And I'm like, Dot, 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 and I spell it correctly to him. And I'm like, wow, no, that did not happen 30 years ago. Like that's right. happened recently. And it's just because I'm constantly, they're now typing and working and spelling. So spell check has definitely been the, the, go get the dictionary. Thank God I don't do that much anymore. But you have to show in front of your kids you're smart. So you go right. right. Yeah. I've, right <laughs> I've looked it up like online, like, all right, and I'll type it out, you know, in, in like Google and be like, oh, oh yeah, that's where I screwed up. But yeah, all right, here we go. Put it back in there. Because <laughs> sometimes my phone won't catch it and it won't spell it right. And be like, is this what you want? I'm like, I know that's not right. But I'm not sure what it is. But yeah, yeah, I kept eligible um, growing up. I mean, it seemed like when that became a thing. Um, but, and I had no idea, like, I want to do this when I leave high school. Like, not a clue. Right. And so, um, and I was like, well, I'll just keep, I want to play, keep playing football. And I, pretty good for Wyoming. And so I got recruited and every school was like, I thought you were taller. And I was like, I'm the same height I've been since. And I was like, oh, I could put my cleats on. Will that help? Right. And they would just always bring out like, this will be your teammate. And I was like, holy shit, that guy's tall. And huge. And I was like, I can understand 
like I took to the weight room and that's how I became a better player. But I was like, I could understand growing there, but I was like, I don't have the leverage on these guys that I would be used to. It was a whole new game. And so like, but college was always a thing. Cause I think have three parents have master's degrees. And so it was always a thing. And, and I was fortunate enough. The university of Wyoming was, uh, uh, letting in people that just had a Wyoming diploma. And so I enrolled late and went to the university of Wyoming. I was kind of not looking to go to the same college I lived in. And I didn't love Wyoming at that moment. Uh, only lived in Wyoming for five years. I grew up in a bigger urban area. And so this place was like the moon and uh, thought football was the way out. Uh, senior year was fun. Uh, college was just mind blowing and, and more ways than just education. And uh, I mean, I can't believe I st- I've lived here the last 19 years. And uh, when I moved back, from new york i said five years and that hasn't happened i'm still i, here. I, I remember you saying something like yeah. that back then like yeah i was like five years and i'm moving to back to oregon and i think i got a promotion right around year five and i was like or maybe earlier than that and i was like yeah it's not bad and i was a dj like things were going well in laramie for me so did you know when you finished high school with your class of 35 Mine was like 300, um, almost 300. Yeah. And we just had a 30 reunion and it was like 50. Yeah. And so you, did you know what you want to do after high school? Uh, So I was enrolled. I was supposed to go to the University of Wyoming. Uh Um, And I partied that whole summer. <laughs> yeah. My dad gave me a thousand dollars. He's like, you know, don't spend it all at once. Go buy a car, do something. And uh, yeah, I spent that on just partying nonstop, you know, for that summer. And so um, I decided to go out to California where my aunt was. And um, I'd go to work for my uncle installing carpet. In the meantime, I would. Um, enroll into a community college there, try out for the basketball team, try out for the track team, and um, made the basketball team. Oh, sweet. Yeah, made the basketball team. And I'm the, the unfortunate part was the only class I had passed was my <laughs> surfing class. <laughs> surfing? Yeah, surfing. Um. You had to be at the beach like six in the morning. It was about 30 minutes. So I'd get there and uh, we'd surf till right about eight. And I, I became very good friends with uh, the exchange students at that time that uh, they were bringing in some fresh ganja. And uh, yeah, I just find many days just chilling out on the beach. So, and well, when you put that, I, I remember I took swimming as uh, exercise. Yeah. And I, I'm a decent swimmer, but I didn't belong in that class. That was all ex like high school swimmer. And, but I had it like in the beginning of the day. And by the time I was done doing all those laps, I was like, uh, go to class. <laughs> I need oh, I'm, I'm tired. And I mean, have narcolepsy. I'm ready to go sleep. Like, <laughs> and, and yeah, so definitely extended my college career having that gym class early right. in the morning. And so I get it. Yeah, you surf at six. 
and you're you know out there for a couple hours and then yeah the ganja right uh, will definitely uh did not mix well with narcolepsy at yeah all. no no definitely not and so uh so how long did you stay in california then so i was there till christmas oh, okay. um, and yeah i was just like you know little guernsey to huntington beach california yeah, that's it and so i was ready to come home ready to come home so i came home and uh enrolled in shadow all right for two semesters and then came back and oh, it's kind of a blur actually <laughs> i i get it i do I not what I think I have some notes here. It's 95. That's right. 95 okay. to 99. I I just got a job in Cheyenne. Huh? At a place called Safeguard. Remember that it's across the street from uh, East High School, that great big glass building? Oh, that, they have commercials now for yes. Yeah. I, I worked there from 90 uh, 95 to 99 right at the end of 99 that's when uh -huh. i went to, back to laramie back to school uh-huh and that's when i moved to new york so we just crossed paths we barely right. yeah um and then did you go to school at uw no so my classes were all the l triple c affiliate school there in laramie Gotcha. Um, I, they were actually at the old high school. Yeah. So. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, it's our civic center. Um, yeah. Our we have a new high school. Uh, my high school's torn down. And it, well, they left the gym. Uh, they turned into elementary school, which both needed to happen. Um, wow. When they tore down my high, when they built the other high school, our high school is like the oldest one in the state by a ton. And it didn't have any renovations, so they're like, "All right, it is no longer." I it, it made we were talking about our third reunion. It made people sad they tore it down. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, you know." I thought I figured they'd repurpose it into another government building, city building. That's what they do with all of them, right? And uh, but I didn't realize like no that it, they left the like newest edition, which was uh, the small gym, and then now they've built. I think it's Slade. Which was the elementary school? They left the track and the field still there because the track's like stellar. It's it's pretty cool for people to run on, and they, right. and they have meets and everything. But they changed the, it's no, it's not Detai Stadium there. It's the new high school's Detai Stadium, and they have turf and it lights. It's fancy, bright right. lights compared to our dim lights and stuff. But so is the uh, the new high school? Is it built right? Like where is it at? It is actually uh, by our civic center, not our civic center, the um, rec center. Um, if you're going towards Walmart from downtown, we have yeah. a rec center and it's right off there. So it's kind of, um, yeah, south, back. yeah, south of Walmart. All right. I know, didn't Laramie County Community College build like a, yeah, it's I, I know it's on the same street. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. L Triple C is like right there. And you further go further down the street and you'll hit the high school. I think I could be a block, I could be on the wrong side of 
everything, but okay. uh, it's in that area. Wow. Um, yeah, it's. I haven't been in the high school, and I shouldn't be because I don't have any kids to go there or anything like that. <laughs> uh, I've yet to check out a game yet because Lambie's not that great, but um, I've drove by it many times, and I'm like, that's eh, fancy turf you got there. I think I'm going to my first high school football game this Friday. Shit, oh, probably when Jerry played, like his senior. Yeah. So it's been a while. When they uh, retired the field, Detai Field, um, we had, they had like a celebration and we got shirts. And that was the last one I've been to. And they yeah. were terrible then. Sorry, Plains Men. You got cool uniforms, but you're not a good football team. You haven't been in a while. Uh, my team is good, but I played with uniforms from like the 50s. So, right. Yeah. And I was like, it's, and it was like, you should go coach. And I was like, no, you can't even grab a face mask these days. I don't want to coach. Like, I think it would be fun. Right. Coach, it it is a different time. Yeah. It is a different time. Did you, I coached. Yeah. You remember that? You coached. What'd you coach? Um, I coached at L Triple C. Yes. Yeah. So after, probably about 2001 or two, I'm no longer taking classes at there in, in Laramie. I'm actually driving over the hill. Oh man. Back to Cheyenne, taking yeah, all the classes, wow. still driving back, doing that, you know, working a parlor, just killing me. Yeah. And uh, I said, I, I think it was over Christmas. I was like, I just pulled the string. I got a, a student aid job over there in the, uh, oh, I don't know. I was binding books. Huh. Yeah. And then oh. delivering all the syllabuses and books yeah. to all the classes. So I was doing that and um, enrolled full-time. Finally had great, you know, grades are good, priority straight. And then um, I got introduced to a couple of the basketball players on the team. <laughs> and I'd been playing against them, whatnot. And, um, like, yeah, you're pretty good, you know. Like, yeah, I'm way past my days, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you should ask, uh, maybe they could hire you as a coach. And at the time, it was Quint Higgins. Oh, yes. Well familiar. Yep. So I just walked in and said, hey, do you need to coach it? It's like, yeah, I'll hire you as my fourth assistant. <laughs> All right. So I was, you know, just mopping the floor or whatever. Dirt yeah. job. I was, I was cool with it. You know, just get my foot in the door. Oh, yeah. Well, then um, Quint had some unfortunate things go on. He had to leave. They fired everybody except me. Huh. And um, I, I was, at this point, came, became pretty good friends with the AD. He's like, and this is appro like approaching the summer. He's like, Frank, you just got to keep what team we have float got to you know open up the gym getting practice in and i did i did that and um we started the hiring process so interviewing all these different coaches and eventually we um decided on uh, rodell davis he was a oh like iowa hawkeye guy from back in the day uh -huh. 
And um, he's like, Frank, you're my man. You be my second assistant. So very cool. Yeah. So I coached a few years. And then um, I think I might give me like a hoodie or something. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, somewhere. I probably did. Yeah, somewhere. Just passing some of that stuff out. Yeah. Some t shirts. I know Ray has a couple of t shirts. Eagles? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's ringing a bell. I'm like, I don't know where it's at. If I still have it, it's, I mean, golden, the golden eagles, golden eagles. Yeah, uh, yes, I do remember that, and I do remember that Pugan was one of the coaches. And he, for all of you playing the home game, he played at the University of Wyoming basketball. Yeah. Um, God, was he a senior to to Theo's younger? I, no, I think they're same class. I think. Oh, really? Him but, and Theo rap because Theo and him were tight. But Quinn got hurt you know, yeah. a couple times, major injuries. And so, yeah, if you guys all remember those names, I, and I, I say Quint like I know him, but I was like, uh, I was shooting video in sports for all video. And so it ended up, you know, you're at games, sometimes you're at practices, football, all the sports. And so, like, eventually the athletes recognize you after a while, and some become your friends. And then you work at the parlor and some become your friends and, <laughs> and everything. And yeah, that's, uh, it was interesting because usually I'm the media, I'm the bad guy. Like I'm the guy you don't want, like, but I wasn't that guy. I wasn't a reporter. I was just ran a camera. Like I give a shit what you did. Like, cause I was probably doing the same thing. And so, um, but like one of my favorite like moments and being tight with those guys, uh, football game uh i'm on the sideline shooting video and and Wallworks playing quarterback and harris marcus harris is stud wide receiver he catches the ball like at my feet like i could sh- i could shot with both eyes open so i wouldn't get blindsided yeah. and i played football for so long i could watch the linemen and be like it's a run it's a pass it's a pass right and sometimes the draws will throw me these days but then I was pretty on. And so I was like, oh, it's Pat. And we played that past the hell of ball then. And Marks catches the ball at my feet, gets up. It's a great video shot. Gets up and he's like, hey, Rude, what's up? Where's the party at? And I was like, dude, oh, yeah. mouth, not the place. <laughs> we're going to think we're friends. And we're going to ask, I mean, we are friends, but we're going to ask a lot of questions. I was like, wrong time. And <laughs> they were just in town uh, for the 25th year of beating CSU down there. And uh, I told him a story. Right. Oh yeah, that's that's right. That's about right. And he was another with him. He was like, I remember we're partying. I'm going to the parlor, and he was like, Hey man, we should go uh, check out this herd of elk. They're out of town. And I thought that was like code for something. No, really, really? we were out in the middle of the field at like three in the morning checking out elk. Yep. He's he's such a redneck. That's and, awesome. I mean, he lives in, he's from Minnesota and everything. But he was like, Oh yeah, man. It was great to see. And I was like, dude, I saw elk all the time, man. I didn't even go see a herd at three in the morning. And, but yeah, it was an experience. And, uh, but yeah, being friends with those guys and they just be like, oh, video guy or whatever. Right. And when I lived with football players, I was used to be, I'm a big, I was a big guy. Yeah. And I was smallest dude in the house and had two quarterbacks that lived in the house. I slept in that house. Oh, yeah. 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 That, it, like there's lots of stories that came out of that place. Yeah. Uh, like, um, 
Wayman, I think he threw chew spit all over the place because he was mad at Demetrius one time. <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting. And you could all tell they were living under the uh, Joe Tiller's education's number one motto. And I was holding up number two, but like, yeah, they're all would say that they'd all tell me about that and like it'd be like yeah i'm here i transferred i'm here two years i'll go graduate back in california i'm here to play ball and i remember josh would leave like we get parking tickets downtown and he just leave him on his car the hood of the trunk didn't matter right yeah whatever i was like sweet man and he's like they're not going to give me another one i was like i beg to differ you got about three on there (laughs) there was so many like i know i spent a lot of times um going over when i was living in cheyenne and staying with Janae. Oh, okay. and, and his house he had a, an apartment there and we didn't necessarily like he didn't party per se a lot but um i'd always end up back in the middle of the night or let me in you know or give me a key but uh, i don't i remember seeing Janae at all yeah no, yeah, he, his his priorities like through the college years, he was that was it, man. He was focused big time. Even high school, man, he was. I, I would see those guys, and I'd be in you know athletic facilities and stuff, and they had tutors and tests and stuff, and I'd be like, no wonder why you're academic all American. <laughs> I don't get this stuff, right? Uh, Take advantage. So I'd get mad at the guys that would draw. I was like, take advantage of this. Absolutely. And they some half of them, no, nah, I don't care or whatever. And I'd be like, dude, like it's they rolling out the carpet for you to make sure you stay eligible. Right. But but I mean, a lot of these guys excel and they're all the academic Americans. And, and it's I was like, I don't get this stuff. Right. My, my t- test table is like, yeah. I was like, you well, know, here's so the crazy thing it was available to us, we just didn't really, it wasn't just blasted to us. Yeah, so I, when I when I got to L triple C, I knew I needed help, like with especially in the math categories. And um, I, I just approached my teacher and she's like, Yeah, I can tutor you on the side in the evenings. So, uh, it, without that. Man, for the most part, I also had to learn because of the narcolepsy. First, yeah. just tell them, hey, you see me in the front row and I'm doing this number. Don't, don't, no take, offense. don't take offense. I wasn't partying. I have narcolepsy. They're like, do you have a piece of paper that says it? Yeah, here. Yep. But um, yeah, a lot of it was available to us. I know when I was younger, I was more, I don't know, just more embarrassed to probably ask for help. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Been there. But been there. Yeah. I was saying so wow, we got through two thousand well, because I I, I, we're not ready for this story yet on how we met. That comes at the end of the show. Um vaguely remembering. I thought you lived in Laramie while I was here, but maybe you were just coming over. Well, two thousand three. When was I was in Laramie? Okay, two thousand three. Um, living with Ryan. 
Emily was doing her internship uh, in Gillette. And it was right after Ryan had his uh, see, like his uh, diabetic, yeah, he diabetic coma. coma. Yeah. yeah. So I was living with him, and that's when I was kind of driving back and forth. Okay. The hill. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. A lot of it's blurred. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and like I moved back from New York then. And I'm freshly divorced or going through a divorce. And I have a month between like a starting new job and some money. And yeah, it's a blur. I partied my face off during that time period. Um, and and like meeting new people and such. And I'm like, yeah. And then I became like a DJ and even more blurry. But Ray always says I have the best memory. And I was like, I don't know how. I go, short term sucks. You get into long term. You probably can give me a few like tidbits about an event. I, I can pull out like a story. Yeah, it it's weird because your your mind's supposed to forget. It's normal. Did, did you ever like go to that apartment that was right off of a? We were a block off of like from campus, upstairs top apartment. Um, they were like. Oh, hey. they, the color is white and brown and. Originally, it was me, Jerry, and Mandy uh, Stroshine. Do you remember Mandy? Some of those girls. Maybe. Um, it wasn't Lion's Head, was it? No. So Lion's Head's no. back around the corner. We were more towards the the main part, like the main huh. opening to like the gym. The parade route by us. Okay. Because I, I knew we, we could just stand on our balcony and no beer yeah. that place was crazy and, and then i moved out and ray moved in oh. ray moved in and it just got crazier <laughs> and then so i was visiting all the time as it was too so yeah maybe you were over in cheyenne when i moved back but you were here a lot so yeah it like you lived here yeah uh, and so uh you're over in China a lot. You're part of a new coaching staff. That's where you left off. No. Cheyenne. Yeah. And uh so how many years did you stay with that staff? We were there till 2000, I want to say five. Yeah, I think five. 2005. Um coach has already he so it was kind of weird how it all happened. But um, he's like, Frank, I'm going to hire another assistant coach. And I'm like, cool, you know, but this guy dwarfed me as far as his knowledge for basketball. Uh, guy was, his name was a cool, Coach Cool. <laughs> Again, with it, he was a military guy. And, um, but his knowledge for the game just superseded what anything I had really known about it. I knew on a high school level and from what Rodell Davis had taught me. Yeah. But this guy had like incorporated some of the old UCLA stuff. And I was like, Hey, and I was the only paid assistant uh -uh. at that point. And I was, he's like, Frank, I'd like to bring him on full time. He won't be a paid assistant. I was like, I get it. 
Yeah. Get it. So we go to the end of the year and we have a great season. And um, Rodell at this point, now I enroll in the military. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm like, all right, I'm kind of heart broke. I see the recruits I brought in. Can't be full time with the basketball team. So I'm like, Going good. Join the military, you know. Um, we had to finagle some things to get me in it because of the narcolepsy. And um, I, I know I'm trying to put this all together, but it's like the summer, and I'm driving out, you know, talking with coach about the last, you know the end of the season, and he got offered a job back in at Drake University with his old coach. And so that began his story. He goes to Drake, has a great season there, and the and then he gets hired on at Providence as I say the head coach. He just has a really good run from there. Wow. Yeah. Yes, me. Do I want to take over the team? Like, well, I don't have my bachelor's. You have to have a full bachelor's. To take uh -huh. There was no way, and and um, so I just continued on my journey as I was getting ready to go to the military at that point. So, um, so you didn't end up in the military. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. So reality happened, man. And it was, uh, kind of, a my recruiter, was, he's like, Frank, you can do it. You can do it. There's also, he's like, you got to do it because if you don't do it and they find out you have narcolepsy, you'll get fired, you know? Uh, and I'm like, I can't promise I can control it. I drink a heck of a lot of Red Bulls, you know, at that time. <laughs> and um, I just, the best thing was at that point, they're like, okay, we'll give you a medical discharge. And so it won't be on our, on our, uh, yeah. Honorable, honorable. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll let, let you go. So, and yeah, that was my brief military enrollment. I was like weeks away from being shipped out of out of San Diego. Wow. Yeah. Like, my dad went to Vietnam, got drafted to Vietnam, and uh, he made it clear that I was not joining the military in time of my life. Right. Um, I think at that time, I mean, anytime I could, I can't now, but now he's uh, reconnected with, uh, well, the VA and they've helped out with so many benefits and, and, and stuff like that and health stuff and meeting up with his platoon and old platoon. And so he, he's not quite poo poo uh, the military as much, um, but he's also like, he'll say stuff like, you know, people shot at me, like, you know, throw that at me. I'm like, well, I, I can't say that dad. Like, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, and you lived. I'm I'm happy you lived because I wouldn't be around if you didn't. Right. And uh, and so like it's so shocking sometimes. Any friends any would try to join the military or join up. Ray almost joined the Air Force. And uh I was just like, wow, why would you do that? And it, it just because it reminds me, bringing you back to Guernsey, Wyoming, we had our football camps there during the summer. Yeah. And uh, I swear that place was the hottest place on in on the planet. 
yeah, while we were there. August. Yeah, August. It would be like 90. We had a few days where we had to practice later because it was too hot. And I'm mean, like, what happened to Laramie where it's a cool like right. 70 right now? Now I'm in like 98 degrees. Yeah. And it was in those barracks. And I, and you'd walk <laughs> in group bathrooms. And I remember there was like bees always around in the in the where they'd build the, the, the floor for them, but they'd build barracks later. And you'd be walking, you'd be like, I hope they sting me. I really <laughs> sucks ass. And to watch the guys just the all the military used to run in stuff. I mean, we ran a lot too, but like their drills and stuff. And and I was like, Barracks, I can't do this. There's no way. Like, and I was just learning I had a smart mouth. And so I was like, Yeah, I'll get thrown out of the military quickly. <laughs> say something stupid. Right. Just coming around to like smart enough to to have a smart mouth but not knowing what consequences would come with it and uh and and then yeah going to college get educated more and stuff so you sponge new power but i was like yeah i couldn't do the military anymore i'm happy for the people do and i'm glad for the people made a service and they even tried to hide your narcolepsy which is hard to deal recruited in to get yeah. you in uh, yeah and i had a friend that like had a like an eye weird eye thing but it, i mean it wasn't so far off and he was just so heartbroken that he couldn't make it in and he passed everything except this weird eye test. i mean and i was just like there are people that want to do this like right. so bad I and i was just like let them fight i'm like one of those kind of like, let them fight like <laughs> so i don't have to i'm, I'm in yeah i'm in gotta be a place for narcoleptic somewhere yeah like <laughs> special ops somewhere like and like yeah so military's and workout what's next yeah um so i have a couple little like skip jobs here and there throughout california it was um i was working for uh, a company called intech which is a subcontractor for southern cal edison so i was an energy line inspector okay. oh wow all over um some great memories of it because like for three months i was uh living in north tahoe mm, yeah, nice. that, was, that was my workspace you know? yeah follow energy line up in the middle of nowhere saw a mountain lion stare at me for a good 10 minutes <laughs> kind of give you goosebumps but <laughs> i might catch this road past me speaking of mountain lions <laughs> not yeah. about but yeah <laughs> uh that I mean, that that's back to California again. You're just yeah, it's a rubber band back there, right? Yeah. And what I was finding is that like I could do the job, but I I would end up having to f go to sleep oh, yeah. out in the field, you know. And then I get back to my hotel, or because you live at a hotel at that point, yeah, because you're all over the town, like from one end of LA to Visalia in the middle of California and you just find yourself in these hotels, motel sixes, and you just you know, checking in at 9 p.m. and just a road warrior really what yeah. I end up uh moving briefly back to Gillette. Yeah, Gillette. Yeah. I become an energy tower climber. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm up 
I have a picture and I'm looking down It's outside of Sundance and I'm looking down upon Devil's Tower. It's about 22 miles out. I can see cool. the top of Devil's Tower. Yeah. Brief event there. I end up back in Vegas. Uh, Move in with Ray and Amanda to take me in. And um, I become a recruiter, uh, like a headhunter. Yeah. And that was uh, that was it. <laughs> you got a lot of fun with that job. Oh yeah, perks. <laughs> yeah, it was great perks. Um, I did that. Well, I was a headhunter, but I did some concierge too. I oh yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like yeah. It, everything seems like it has perks when you work in IT, like me. Like, hey, right. But I also in Vegas, it's kind of standard stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, industry night. Is a lot of people don't know it's Thursday night. That's when the people go, like the people that work. Yeah, they all go to their own little favorite clubs, and yeah, it's, yeah, man crazy memories of uh vegas but all right that makes me just off top names thing a story about vegas and it's nothing that was getting in trouble but one of my first time in a while that i've been in a situation we went to a convenience store we were drunk and we were looking for some food and i got jerky and i went straight i went to the counter paid for it but this other guy was following you and Ray around the store. Like you were going to steal something. And I was like, I'm like, they don't look that Mexican. Like really (laughs) push them together maybe, but I was like, together. I'm okay. Pure white devil over here. But I was (laughs) like, that was the first time in a while. I was like, holy shit. That, that, I mean, I feel for people of color. That, that I mean, he literally was like two steps behind him. Was like, you gonna buy that? And you just guys are like, I'm just looking for some chips, man. Like, <laughs> and you weren't, you didn't. Neither of you guys noticed that you were harassed, and I did. And I, I, you know, fired you guys up outside. I was like, that guy was following you around. I, I, I don't know why, because you got. I mean, I can't remember if it was summer, if you guys were looking darker or whatever. Could have been. But I was like, and I think you got a little. Fun. I'm going back in there, like, eh, right. come on, just nothing. Right. <laughs> yep. And but but we left, and but yeah, I remember that moment, and I was just like, I feel really bad for people of color to get chased around the store just because of color of skin. And mm-hmm. I can go in there; I probably could have been shoving stuff in my pockets left and right, and would pay attention. <laughs> so he's okay. Yeah, it was like the time I flew right after nine eleven in New York because I lived out there during nine eleven, and uh, it was October first. I came back for a football game. And uh, I walked through security like no other. It was the quickest security I've ever been through. And I was like, because they're not looking for this. Yeah. I was like, anybody that was slightly brown, like if you'd have been tan, if I'd have been tanner, maybe got pulled over and searched. And it, I was like a hot knife through butter, like right down. The- I could have been the craziest guy on the planet. Right. Right. At that moment. Yeah. And I was not what they were looking for. And then people are like, are you flying? I was like, I feel super safe. I was like, we're on high alert. And, you know, everybody's on the plane and they're looking around like, who's going to take, we're going to take him out if somebody tries to do this again. You know, you look at your buddy, the guy across the street, like, I got You're you. You're with me, right? You're with, with me. me. We're going to take somebody out if we have to. And and so, it, yeah, it was, 
it was it that was interesting um once again yeah skin color of could have been the crazy guy on the planet could have been shopping that store and yeah didn't didn't even get a got a quick pass an ocular pat down as mac from always sunny will pay say and so um um, so vegas yeah but now you're not vegas (laughs) what's that but now you don't live in Vegas. So, so there yeah. till, um, so my wife and I are uh-huh. So yeah, so my wife kind of comes into the picture. I better get this right. Bite right. my head off. But now um like two thousand five, six, okay. We start dating. And as I uh, I have stated I it's like a grace period of six years before I decided to propose to her. And uh-huh. Like, you know what? She puts up with me. This woman, you know, is incredible. And yeah, she deserves like I she deserves me. She deserves me a commitment. Yes. I <laughs> I didn't mean to get you in trouble. She deserves you making a commitment. Yes. <laughs> right. Six years. Yes. Um, was she handing around that, that she was interested in something like that? Yeah, it, it's okay. kind of a funny story. Um, so my coach, Rodell, calls yeah, yeah. me. He's like, uh, I always say that she stalked me. He's like, there's this girl that wants your phone number. And I'm in California at this point. Yeah. She cute? He's like, yeah, she's cute. Well, so she gets my phone number. It wasn't even her. It was her sister, her younger sister. But her younger sister knew that Jennifer wouldn't do it because Jen was all committed to academics, the whole bit, you know. Uh, and she knew Jen liked me. She was wondering where I left and disappeared off the face of the earth, Cheyenne, Wyoming. So I get a blind game. You know, I get this call and it, we started off uh, a couple years through MySpace. <laughs> keeping that communication through MySpace, and uh, we knew, you know, one, one, two years into it, we wanted more out of it, and um, started getting more serious. She moved out to Vegas. Ah. And, um, she got so my wife is a federal employee, and she just has flown through the ranks. I can't really talk about it, but. Um, She's, yeah, so 2011, she convinces me I need to put in for the go, like start working for the federal government. That's when I started working for the VA shortly oh, after the cool. Government. So, yeah, I was doing background investigations from uh, like 2012 to 2016 ish. Wow. Yep. Then, so we were there in Vegas till 2013. She gets a promotion, but the job requires us to move to Kansas City, Kansas. Uh-huh. So then we moved there. Um, we had our first kid, Viviana. And she's also pregnant with um, our second oh. daughter, Gabriella. City. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And um, I pick up a job in Topeka. So I'm in Kansas city, Kansas. Have you ever been to Kansas city? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So 
beautiful town, the Kansas side of it. Um, and I was driving to Topeka. So it was about an hour drive. And again, I'll have to say just that narcolepsy was even in Vegas. Oh, my, my drive. So the VA was the north side of Las Vegas. And of course, I lived in Henderson. Oh, yeah, that's a track. By Green Valley Ranch. And it was just over an hour drive every day yeah. back and forth. I would wake up in just the most random spots like casinos and parking garages. Um, sometimes at my favorite comic book store. Uh, I had a, like, evidently I had this favorite Applebee's. I would just always pull into the parking lot, wake up. I thought, why, you know, my girlfriend at the time, she's calling me. She's like, where you at? I'm like, let me check. <laughs> but so the Kansas Topeka just starts creeping up on me. It just becomes the hour drives still too much. And there's no place to really pull over because it's a toll road. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, so I know I'm just going. <laughs> and um, so I put in for disability. And yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, 2018, um, I was accepted for it. They gave me some back pay. And my new job is raising these girls and, and my brand new boy. And oh, that what, what are their ages? All right, so we got. Viviana, of course, she was born uh, 2013, so she is nine. Gabriella, born 2015, she's seven. And then Gatlin, was, we claim as our COVID baby, you know, get kind of bored, things happen, you know. Um, he, he's nine months. He just turned nine months on the 18th, so. Wow. Got my boy. Yeah, you got a big old family there. Yeah. It's crazy. No, you're like my age. It scares the shit out of me. Like <laughs> now I I I have so many friends, kids at the University of Miami. And so like I'll be walking across campus and I hear rude. Or you know, yeah, they all call me rude. Right. And I'm always like, oh, you're too young to be here. And they're like, Yeah, I'm like third year. And I'm like, of course. <laughs> course you are yes like, wow like, my, go. yeah it's like oh, my ex high school girlfriend she's a grandmother like that that weirds me out even more so i oh. am a grandfather here we go so yeah so right out of high school at 95 i, I fathered, fathered my first daughter yeah and, uh, she has a kid and i think actually she's she's there in laramie so Oh wow! Yeah, so you might have a kid. A kid come up, hey, rude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But I but I try to get my friends, kid, like friends. I'm like, get your kid to come to UW. It's affordable education. I'm there for them. Not like they can live <laughs> at my house or anything like that. But I'm around <laughs> to to bail them out of jail or anything, whatever. Jump their car, no questions asked, whatever. Pick them up, any <laughs> ride. Um. Yeah, I'm that. And so, because well, I remember my um, nephew where went to Disneyland for his 21st birthday because we wanted, we had drinks in the cantina bar or with the uh, bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's different. It's a Star Wars bar, but it doesn't have the band that they need to have that. Yeah. That and so, um, 
I was grilling them about drinking and they were all playing it off like they've never drank before. And I was like, whatever, I don't <laughs> believe you. I was like, I'm your cool uncle. Uh, like you whatever, you, whatever you've done, I've done it probably sideways, backwards, forwards. Yes, you will not fool me. And they're like, okay, maybe not about your, your mom and your grandma. We'll talk to the side. But I was like, do not bullshit me. I know the truth. Yeah. Or maybe I had a serious drinking problem when I was 21. I don't know, but I'm like, at 21, I know you guys have had more than one or two drinks, or this is your first drink. No, do not. And so uh, that is the tough part. Like, I would like, I don't go out and mix up with college kids if I don't have to. Um, I go to outskirt bars or um, just wait till the summer if I'm going to go out or something like that. But because I, yeah, to have a kid where I'm like, yeah. We used to watch wrestling with you. I've lost so many times with you, and now you're 21. Holy <laughs> crap. Crazy. And, uh, yeah, and maybe it's because I live in Laramie where, you know, it felt like time stood still because I went to college here and yeah. had a pretty long career. And I can't imagine. I mean, just seeing, oh. in, in, seeing these kids that you grew up with all the time. Yeah. And the town, I mean, finally, like, campus is so much different now and the town's out a bunch and so it, when people come back that really they're like oh my god it's changed so much i'm like it's about time that's all i think i was like it's about yeah. time it was catch up pretty good old boys when i was going to college and now yes there's some cool stuff going on i tell my student employees i'm always like you guys have the coolest campus it's got all this cool stuff and they're like where'd you go to college and i was like here it was not this cool when i was here it was I, it was you may do you guys get your PowerPoints given to you <laughs> before the class starts. We were t- writing that out and I didn't know how to take very good notes. Hence, a <laughs> long college career. I got my best friend drawing pony kegs to the left right of me. Going tonight, I was Ray one in our psychology class. Like, I'm like figures taking notes. And the next thing I know, he like just oh, hands a piece of paper to me and it's an <laughs> egg with like pony, like a head and legs. Yeah. On. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. Of course. I was like, aren't you taking notes? And he's like, man. Yeah. That was the only time we took a class together, which was good that we didn't take a whole lot of classes together. <laughs> it would have not got done. And then uh, he's made math and I was broadcasting. So psychology kind of was one of those electives you can go. And I was looking forward to, I took the drugs and behavior class after that. And that was so entertaining. <laughs> well like the teacher was basically like you know it's really addictive alcohol and cigarettes that other stuff they scare you out of like if you do it once you're not addicted for life and i was like i'm not rolling the dice on heroin anytime soon but i see what you're saying but he's like those other things they're hard to quit and there's programs to quit and stuff and so I'm really set for yeah cigarettes uh, yeah i was like yeah yeah but let's try that other stuff. But it was a good class to have uh, them. But yeah, Ray didn't make it to that class with me. Like he didn't <laughs> make that class. We just had psychology together. Can't remember if we had our lab together too. I think we did too. Yeah, there's a lab for it. Wow. Why was there a psychology lab? Ah, looking back. I don't yeah. Know really... yeah. And, it, and there are times like, because my outreach school cl- job, like I only had six or seven uh classrooms on campus i'd worry about and now i work in it and we I fix all classrooms so about five years ago i got 
they, I got changed, I shifted into IT. And I'm walking through old buildings and I'm like, I haven't been here since I took classes in this building. But student techs are like, oh, really? And I go, it looks just the same. Like, <laughs> backside of engineering, ag, they look just the same. And uh, we have brand new buildings, though, on Lewis, which they took over that street. And uh, there's a bunch of new buildings there. They're going to build dorms over there. Um, they they oh. buy that side of town. Yeah. They knocked down Wild Hall, where I had an office. Um, where like yeah they bought a lot of land it's gonna be interesting to see but there's a lot of new grass and it's like walking campus behind the engineering building and like on Lewis. that's not really a, they bought that street like basically it's only university vehicles wow and, uh, yeah there'll be dorms over there it, i don't know if they're gonna get rid of the old dorms i heard that um once they build the new ones the dining facility the washakie will be over by the new place and if you live in the old dorms you have to walk every morning to eat or walk to that place to eat it won't be just right next door so the tunnel lock yeah and like i'm like you can't get rid of those dorms they're like tallest buildings in wyoming right like, they're historical landmarks yeah. yeah i don't 13 stories or whatever 14 sorry uh, 12 stories i don't know if there's any bigger i've been in a lot of the places i don't know if there's any bigger in town no, no the wind would knock them down <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's true i think maybe casper has well, I'd like to see it. It's a bank. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Because I went to the top of like McIntyre a few times. That was my dorm that I lived in two years and went up to the top. And I was like, oh, you can feel the shift because Wyoming yeah. doesn't stop blowing. Yeah. And no, when you're on those towers. Yeah. I, that tower is moving. It, you don't necessarily feel it, but you get that when you get back down, you're just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, grandfather, Jeffries. <laughs> uh, I got one last question before you ask us for everyone on the show. I alluded to it earlier in the show. Um, since the show's called All My Friends, how'd we meet? Rude. Oh, man. So, it is a blur, but I know it was when you had just came back. Yeah. And Ray was like hey you know my buddy rude's gonna be here he's gonna fit right in with us and i i want to say we walked to go play poker somewhere <laughs> and i want to oh, say I, we're playing like texas Hold'em somewhere oh yeah and i want to say ty like got mad through the table <laughs> yeah, a little anger management back then. It's not out of it. It's not out of his wheelhouse <laughs> to the day. To the day. I think it was Ty, but uh, but it's not uh, been Rick. It's yeah. not out of his wheelhouse. Either. Oh, it could have been Rick too. Yeah. Yeah. And Rick was with us. But yeah, and 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 I, I know I met you quite a few times up at Power uh, P Town. So. Love Joys, and we went there a ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were working parlor, and man, we get that place so full that you could just fill the floor. <laughs> bouncing, you know? Well, in 99, I, <laughs> uh, Jason, Ray, and I left Wild Willies, whatever circumstances. They weren't welcome, and I was like, yeah, rid of my friends. I'm leaving. 
And they're like, we, we surprised <laughs> you stayed long, that long. So it might've been 98. And uh, by 99, like I had Wild Willies recruiting me to come be their DJ. Yeah. And I made a few comments. I was like, does Miriam still in the building? Yeah, but she's not part of the business. I was like, she's always part of the business. And fuck no, because I'm moving to New York in about a month. Right. And I was like, and so we we brought it from like nobody was going back to pumping. And then you, you came along probably shortly thereafter. And and so, but it was like we were the perfect trifecta to run a place. Yeah. Um Jason would have the ideas, Ray would implement it and manage, and I was DJ. And people came out and the I mean, parlor I always say is my eight mile because I that's the first place I ever became a DJ. And it was by a happenstance, like uh one of the managers was just like, Rude, do you like music? And I'd just turned 21. I'd been there about a year, but I just turned 21 maybe three weeks beforehand. And he's like, You like music? And I was like, Hell yeah. He's like, wanna be a DJ? And I was like, Hell yeah. yeah. I had no clue how to do any of it. And they, I just saw the other DJs carrying their stuff in and milk crates and CDs. And I was like, I yeah. can do that. Yeah. And so then it was just like, you got to find everybody that's got CDs. Cover all this for the weekend. Cut this. And I think at the moment, Ray had already DJed a spot underage. I'm pretty sure. But he had already done one. And he was more interested in that area. And they hit me up. And I was like, hold on. Can Ray like rotate with me? Cause I got to go shoot Thursday night basketball at the arena auditorium. Like the Cowboys games were always going on. I mean, not every week, but I had to do that. And they're like, yeah, no problem. And I, that's when we hired a Ray underage and he was the <laughs> rotation DJ and uh, he got in on the mix and then went more bartending. But yeah, I was like, I got us in the door. I remember there were a few I... times we hadn't, we, we were so bored and such drinkers for the parlor. We even stood outside the parlor door and wait until they open it up at like eight or nine when we we're young because we weren't sitting in the buckhorn it was weird as shit and right. and so we were just waiting we're like this is bad isn't it they're like yeah but it's so much fun there right. so much fun like we're in college and yeah i they have two parts i don't know if you last time you've been up there but they broke that other room right slightly lower we call it purgatory because it's not oh. the buckhorn it's not the parlor um sorry if it has a real name um, I don't get to go there very often. I don't want to go there very often. <laughs> I So we had opened up that back part yeah. one or two times when I was working there. And um, I, I say working because there was no W-2. We were getting paid in alcohol um, and yeah. tips, you know, at the end of the night. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh, we had just barely opened it up and we had to just, kind of ran a couple little spe like different types of music in the background yeah the back room versus well as up front everybody you know the night still gravitated towards that first yeah. front room so yeah it's it's different now like yeah. well it's newer so i think everybody goes there it's, it's slightly bigger but yeah i go to the parlor and everybody's like oh the floor is gonna fall through i was like if you could see the beams that are under that floor <laughs> right it's not. It might break that first layer, but it's not going anywhere. It's solid logs. Like, keep jumping. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, I've been downstairs when the when it rattles the chandeliers. That's awesome. stuff. But now it's like a total college bar. Like, Buckhorn isn't 
quite as weird as it used to be and but oh. hang out there more they have djs downstairs and you can get three different songs different times if you go to three three different spots in buckhorn so it's a different i mean i'm sure during the week and and to a certain time it's it could be the weird buckhorn but um not as much as parlor roll no i haven't heard of anybody doing that yet um i i made some people parlor roll but i never because that's uh, part of the part where Jerry rode the dude down. Yeah. Arm got broke. Palumbo's right there at the door. This is not how we do business. <laughs> like, whoops. <laughs> where, where one night, it's like college, we're hanging out kind of by the door. There's maybe, it's like early. It's like maybe nine. And there's probably 10 dudes in the place and this guy and girl the next thing the guy the guy leans back and just smacks the girl like in the face and yeah. we're like what the fuck right right i was like this is a dumb move man and so grab him and i think i was bouncing i grabbed him like on the door and as i'm like taking him out the door ray pushes him from that top spot yeah. landing and he lands on that oh, Part, and his head's up against the wall and I was like oh we killed him and gets, <laughs> you know I was like oh shit you know uh, I'd be like you killed him man I mean, I was trying just back. yeah <laughs> and he gets up and is is okay and he starts walking and I was like do not come up these stairs right like take it keep going do not come back up these stairs right now and of course the girl's like oh my god I can't believe it did that to him and I'm like Oh, we're just gonna stand around and watch him hit you. Right. I'm like, whatever. So you stay here. We're keeping you safe. Let him go cool off or whatever. I don't know. That was uncalled for. But yeah, I heard about Jerry the broken arm. It's not how we do business. And yeah, because I was like, I, my type of bouncing style was like Patrick Swayze. I was like, get him outside. And I was turning around to go have a good time. I'm fighting anybody. And not say the right words to make me want to fight him. Oh, you're a pussy. I don't really care. I'm gonna go get drunk with my friends and have a good time. Oh yeah, and bounce people out of this place. It wasn't. I wasn't there to fight people. Or when I was DJing, Ray'd be like, "You're the biggest dude. Come help us." Right. <laughs> Got it. It was kind of keeping the temperature cool. Yeah. 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 Well, man, I I want to thank you for being on the show, brother. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Should have did this years ago. But. I want to thank Frank for being on the show. He messaged me after the interview and said he had so many more stories to get to, but we got long on time. Maybe there is a part two in the works for another interview with Frank. But folks, I've talked about doing a Star Wars themed show with a panel of guests and Frank would be one of them. So you have that to look forward to on the upcoming podcast. Not the next one, it's gonna be in the future sometime. All right, on to the next interview. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, 
all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.